Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You have tuned in to America's Home for Conservative, Not Bitter Talk. I am your host, the one and only, the beloved Todd Huff. It's a pleasure to be here. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. If you've not joined our conservative, not bitter community, what's wrong with you? Just kidding. You can do that for free, community.ToddHuffShow.com. You can see the stack of stuff. You can see we're going to be adding to this, um, building this community, um, giving you places to have community discussion with other conservative, not bitter community members. Again, community.toddhuffshow.com is where you can find that. So if I reference some articles today, which I'm going to, some stories, some information, you can always find those in the stack of stuff section on that community page. It's a pleasure to be here. I want to start today. Want to reference a, 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 a story? Well, it's really just uh, not a story. It's just a reporting on a, the latest ABC News poll. Latest ABC News poll polled Americans and asked, "What is the top issue? Right? What is the most important issue? Or what are?" What's included in the most important issues in um, in America today, right? We're headed into the political uh, midterms, and there's a lot of things vying for our attention. As I've said, this nation is an unmitigated dumpster fire under the leadership of today's radical left, which finds its home in today's Democrat Party. If you're a Democrat— Again, I say this to you. I want you to hear me out. You and I, if you're a rank and file Democrat, if you don't, if you're not a radical leftist, if you're not a complete, um, if you're not completely bought in to the radical left's worldview, things about transgender, America being this terrible place. Um, if you're not bought into socialism or even something further left, then you and I have more in common. You and I have more in common, me as a conservative, you as a Democrat, rank-and-file Democrat, even as a liberal. We have more in common than you have with today's radical left, with today's Democrat Party, because they're being led by the radical left. And I think this is important as we head towards this midterm. I know I'm not even going to talk to you yet about becoming a Republican. That's not the point, becoming a Republican or anything like that. Folks, I am not happy with the Republican Party in many instances as it is. I'm, I am a conservative. I believe in limited government. I believe in liberty. And there have been many examples of the Republican Party not adhering to those things as well. Now, the radical left and the Democrat Party under, under their leadership – that's antithetical, what I believe is antithetical to what they believe. So 
I want to go through these polls because it's, it's very telling here. Very telling here. I'm going to read a portion of this, um, this poll, again, conducted by ABC. Headline here of the hotair.com article says ABC poll 80%, 8-0, cite inflation as top issue, and Biden gets 28% approval. And I'll explain what that means in more detail in a moment. But I want to read this, this excerpt. Uh, from the poll, it says this: with the with inflation on the rise since last fall, Americans have significantly affected. Uh, Americans have been significantly affected by the rising costs of goods and services. Pause really quickly. Since between April of twenty one and April of twenty two, grocery prices. This is in addition. I'm pausing that excerpt I'm reading here. Grocery prices have increased ten point eight percent in the last year. 10.8%, my friends. Grocery prices alone. So every American, this is unavoidable. Every American goes to the grocery store. Every American tries to get, um, you know, the products, the food, the services, the gasoline. They go and they're paying more, and in many cases, dramatically more than they were paying a year ago. And it's obvious even though many Americans can't go through all the cut through the weeds and explain, you know, macroeconomics or whatever, Americans understand, hey, you know what? It wasn't like this before. And yeah, I get we had a pandemic, but this is <laughs> there there are things that have been done on top of that that have only made this problem worse. Everyday Americans understand that. Because we're living it, my friends. We are living it. And there is blame to be placed at the foot of today's Democrat Party, at the feet of the Biden administration, and this this Democrat Congress as is being led by today's radical left. So let's go back to the excerpt here. With inflation on the rise since last fall, Americans have been significantly affected by the rising costs of goods and services. Obviously, we all know this. And more than 8 in 10 Americans, 83%, 83% now say that the economy is either an extremely or very important issue in determining how they will vote in the latest ABC News Ipsos poll conducted using Ipsos's knowledge panel. In the poll, continuing in this excerpt here, 80% of Americans, that's 8 zero say that inflation is also an extremely or very important factor on how they uh, and how they will vote and for gas prices it's 74%. Um and Biden's approval ratings let's let's look at what the approval ratings are. When it comes to inflation, this is where and I I've said this on this program for some times before before knowing these particular numbers, right? I'm just becoming of these number aware of these numbers today. But just in regards to these numbers today, which I'm just now aware of, this these numbers match, my friends, what I've been saying on this program for some time, which is 70% of Americans would agree with 70% of the things I say on this program. And of course, I'm going to say I'm being a little bit conservative in that number. I would even, even add that it may be higher than that. But these numbers reflect that. So, when it comes to the issue of inflation, how do the American people, 
How do they rank President Biden's handling of inflation? Well, glad you asked because I have this information here. 28%, 28% of the American people approve, and 71, 71%, 71% of the American people disapprove of his handling of inflation. Gas prices are virtually identical, although it's 27 and 72. So there's even more disapproval as it pertains to to gas prices. But if you look at Biden's handling of the economy, two two key indicators as far as how it affects average everyday Americans when they are driving to work, when they are living their lives, when they're taking their children to and from school when they're taking and planning vacations when they're you know going to uh, to sporting events whatever camping um visiting family for maybe holidays mother's day father's day by the way father's day coming up what this this weekend what's the next weekend coming up soon how about that so but these um the, the People feel it. It is unavoidable. It's it's no. There's no room. Let's say it this way: there is no room for there to be some sort of a misunderstanding where people can say, "Oh well, you know." There, there's some. Let's say there's some radically uh, radical left position or idea. Let's take critical race theory. They bring out the experts to explain. Oh yes, yeah, so you don't really understand critical race theory. Blah 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 blah. You don't really understand. Uh, transgender issues, blah, 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 blah. Okay, try to tell us that we don't understand that things are significantly more expensive under today's leadership. And at some point, they try to explain that it's still Trump's fault. But the average American thinks, you know what, then why is it so much drastically worse? Maybe COVID can account for some of this explanation, but this much? I mean, what we're experiencing now I mean, folks, it is either complete, utter ineptitude or it's intentional. That you, I, and I don't even know that you can be this bad unless it is intentional. Because, and if you go look at the, the numbers in this poll, um, it is, I mean, Biden is what they say underwater on every issue, except I thought there was one he was not underwater on, meaning he had a higher approval versus disapproval I'm making uh, in one of these issues, or I thought there was. Maybe it's maybe it's all of them. I Oh, here it is. There's managing COVID. Managing COVID, 56% approve, 43% disapprove, which, I mean, take from that what you will. I, I'm not going to get into that at the moment. But this, I am encouraged – I am encouraged when I look at these numbers, and I'll tell you why. I'm encouraged because what what economics does, economics takes all this theory of all these things that we're supposed to, you know, that that the left makes sound so good. It takes all of these theories and it says, let's take let's take away the theoretical component and let's talk about it where the rubber meets the road, and so. When you look at the ideas, when you look at the policies, when you look at the things that they've been doing, and you implement them in real life, implement them in the real world, and it affects people's lives in drastic ways, it is not for the better. 
it is for the worse. It is for much, much, much worse. Again, food prices up 10.8%. Gas prices, by the way, gas prices up again as well. They've almost doubled. Where is that? This is a post-millennial story. This has been reported elsewhere as well. Gas costs more than double since Biden took office. U.S. gas uh, average, I'm reading from the article here, $2.39 per gallon on President Biden's inauguration day when, the article doesn't say this, but you know when we were supposed to believe all of our problems were solved because evil orange man was no longer in the White House. Biden was going to come in on his white horse, fix all these problems, um, you know, right the ship, save the democracy, blah, blah, blah. Now, prices of gasoline, this is just gasoline, this isn't diesel. Gasoline, $4.82 per gallon versus $2.39 per gallon when he was inaugurated. And, And if you look at the numbers, they want to blame this on Putin. They call it Putin's gas hike and all this sort of Putin's war. All these things, Putin, 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 Putin's at fault. Putin was at fault for getting Trump elected in 2016. Putin is at fault for your gas prices being, well, on average, $4.82 per day. And if you're driving diesel, even more than that. By the way, diesel, which I drive, we drive diesel. And it's not because we want to destroy the planet as the radical left would have you believe. It's because we're embarking upon this journey called the truth tour where we're taking our message outside of indiana as we begin i got some man i got some exciting news i want to share some stuff with you about this i just can't quite do it yet but as we're expanding reaching new markets um family and i will be traveling and and speaking and so forth we've got a we got a fifth wheel and we pull that fifth wheel as we travel the country with a diesel truck and so we pay diesel prices which i just saw yesterday were 589 $599, around that, getting close to $6 here in my neck of the woods, which, depending upon where you're listening from, could be right down the street or across the country. I'm here in central Indiana, but basically almost $6, approaching $6 a gallon for diesel. And when you hear diesel, I know some people think, well, I don't use diesel, I use gasoline. Well, you might use diesel more than you realize because diesel, diesel is involved in getting everything that you buy at in a store, or including your food, uh, including things that you might get at I don't know Lowe's or Home Depot or uh, Walmart or wherever wherever you shop, Meyer, right? I mean, diesel is it's trucks moving stuff. It's food. It's what do you think? A tractor in the field uses diesel. The trucks that take the crop from the field to um, to market, that's put on a truck that is diesel-powered. When those when, when the food that is produced is ready to go from the market to the shelves, what happens? It goes on diesel vehicles. Diesel is very, very important to the cost of, well, delivering, like I said, food to the shelves, things that you would buy, um really anywhere anything that a truck would touch diesel is adding to that cost and it's higher significantly higher than it was definitely since biden took office and even over the past say i don't know 
six, eight months, whatever you, you can tell. And it's not all it's not all because of Putin. They want you to think that. Of course, they want you to think that because they're not responsible for anything unless it's, of course, good and they want all the credit. But the problem is reality smacks them in the face. Their their ideas, their ideology, these things that are proclaimed in the classroom in these radical, radical classrooms, these ideas, and we're going to get to that next segment, some of this radical stuff that professors say. But when these things are talked about in the classroom inside this theoretical bubble where no one can question the professor, at least not with any uh, authority because it's his or her classroom and it's outside of the constraints of how the real world works and these ideas sound wonderful and great and so forth. But the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is that those ideas when implemented bring to us precisely what we are experiencing today. And if you are a Democrat, I'm talking rank and file Democrat, Someone who's not a radical leftist. You don't hate this country. You're not someone who believes that this country was absolutely despicable and terrible. Yes, there's things in our history that are that are not good and that America has, I think, taken the correct steps on, right? Meaning that they they fixed Americans have fixed things. We have fixed things that were originally bad in this nation. Things like slavery and so forth. Uh, we've taken steps to to remedy and to make sure that we live up to the ideals embodied in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America. And so we've taken those steps. This place, while not perfect, is truly a shining beacon of hope in this in this world. The world is a much better place for the United States of America, and most people understand and agree that with that, except for the radical left. They think America is the worst place on planet Earth. Of course, they're allowed to live in a place that is, I say allowed to, they, of course they can live here, but they are provided the opportunity is a better way to say that, to live in a place where they don't even have to be productive. There's so much prosperity. They don't have to really even be productive. They can sit there and pontificate and come up with these ideas and explanations and worldviews and so forth that are poisonous and dangerous. And they can talk about them in a world, in an academic world, where they don't have to step into reality and so forth. They can talk about these ideas. They can mock conservatives. They can mock Christians. They can talk about how smart they are, how much smarter they are than the average person. But then something happens when they get into positions of political power and they begin to implement these ideas. It has a reality has an amazing way of smacking people across the face. And it has smacked all of us across the face. We've all been smacked repeatedly across the face by the radical left's worldview. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. I am encouraged because Americans, according to this poll, know it. 70 plus percent seem to have gotten the understanding, at least on economic issues. There's nowhere for the left to hide on this. They're trying to assign blame, pretend that it's someone else's fault, whatever. They're happy to talk about anything besides the things that are facing average Americans today, each and every day as they go about driving themselves to work, taking their children to school, going to the grocery store, all these things, buying gasoline. This this firmly falls at the feet of today's Democrat Party. 
and it's because of the radical left. If you're a rank-and-file Democrat, if you are even a liberal, you and I agree on more things than you agree. You and I agree more on this country, on the ideas that would make this place great again, if you will, if I'm allowed to say that, which would make America America again. You and I agree more on those things than you and the radical left that's running the Democrat Party today, and it's time to lead them. You don't have to become a full-fledged Republican. That's not even the point. I'm not even, I don't consider myself that. But it is obvious that these policies are destructive and dangerous. They should pay the political consequences, and you know this to be true. Most Americans know this to be true. It is unavoidable, and I hope, I hope and pray that the results of this fall's election, this November's election, will uh, bear this out. Quick time out long in this segment, my friends. I want to shift gears when we get back. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. You know, I want to say this. It's going to be a short segment here. I normally, um, every year, this since we started doing this show, we started podcasting back in August of 2015. August of 2015. August 10th, to be exact. We're approaching our, what will it be, our seventh year. And that was just podcast only. We've been on the radio since 2016. Started off at 2 a.m. back in October of 16. Been here. And on Freedom 95 at this uh, this time of day since July 31st of 2017. So almost five years at this time slot. Um, so as I'm thinking back, and I, I tell you this all for a reason, I normally on yesterday, on June 6th, I would have um, spent a little bit of time talking about D-Day, and I want to do that right now uh, because I got, sometimes I get caught up in things and lose track of time or whatever. I want to say some words um, before I move on to the next topic in the next segment, which is uh, something that I want to, well, I mentioned it has a, a sound bite from a professor who cannot define who literally cannot define the word woman and is offended that he's even being asked the question. But that's besides the point. I want to spend these next few minutes um, recognizing. You heard me say in the last segment that this country is a wonderful place. The, the freedoms and liberties and what our founders built this nation upon is – it changed the course of human history. People act as though the left acts as though the radical left acts as though the world is a much better or excuse me, a much worse place. Look at how they talk about this country. You've heard me say before, why if the world is nearly as bad, if the United States, I should say, is nearly as bad as the radical left describes it, why in the world would people be flocking from all around the world to come here? Why? It doesn't make sense. Why do we have this caravan? Caravan, by the way, moving up through central America is, some are saying it, it may be the biggest one yet. But why are we experiencing those things? Look, I understand, by the way, why immigrants 
any, from anywhere in the world. I understand why anyone would want to come here. But if you listen to the left describe what America is, it makes no sense why anyone would want to come here. That this place is, this place is a truly a shining city on a hill. And I can say that while also recognizing that America has made mistakes. America is not perfect. America's handling of slavery at the founding of this country is reprehensible. I think America has fixed itself, and she's always on uh, on the path, as the Constitution says, to form a more perfect union. It's never going to be perfect, but it can be. It can always be better. And part of the reason it's better, I, I would say ultimately, let's say it that way, ultimately the reason it's better is because we, is because of the, those who are willing to defend it, to defend her, to defend the ideas, the ideals, the people, our freedom, our opportunities, our way of life. And June 6, 1944, D-Day, the Deliverance Day of Europe, when the United States, um, you know, began the process of eradicating that truly evil form of fascism, true evil fascism. They, they act as though that's conservatism. They have no idea what they're talking about. Conservatives do not embrace this at all. This is ridiculous and silly. It's, a, it's actually more in line. If you, if you think of a political spectrum and think, on the right side is limited government. As you move left, it becomes more authoritarian. Fascism is on the side that belongs with communism and other forms of dictatorial or heavy-handed governments. We're on the side that believes in limited government. That Well, you could say, I guess, at one extreme, you'd have anarchists who believe in no government. But there's a place that says we don't want... We want a government that can do the basic things a government needs to do without being too big, big to infringe upon people's liberty and freedom. And that's what this country was built as. And that is what um, lovers of freedom, people who have stood up and fought tyranny and authoritarians and so forth around the world. I don't want to get into the justifications of certain wars and all this. I'm simply saying what happened on D-Day, 1944, was the beginning of the eradication of pure evil, straight from the pits of hell, evil, fascist, Nazi, Adolf Hitler, eradicated him from the face of the planet. And the men who gave their lives, uh, their lives at sacrifice, that fought to maintain control of those beaches and to establish a footprint there where tanks and other equipment could be, and, and more troops could be brought in, and that process of reclaiming that land inch by inch as they moved across uh, across Western Europe and eventually to Berlin, where they ended, where Hitler's life was, they ended the war, and Hitler, of course, uh, took his life. And, of course, there's all the things that happened. With the Ber- I don't want to get to the Berlin Wall, the the Soviet in, uh, influence on the Eastern European states and the Western influence on Western Europe. But you know what, what happened and transpired there. But liberty, liberty and freedom were defended, and we had heroes. We had heroes not just in that battle, but in that battle. Not just in that war, but in that war. And so I normally talk about that 
on June 6th, and the time got away from me yesterday, and I didn't, uh, I didn't make time for that. But that's important for me because we have what we have in large part to those who were willing to stand up and defend liberty, defend freedom, and to uh, make tremendous sacrifices, sacrifices that some of us may never even begin to grasp in the slightest. I mean, these sacrificing their lives ultimately for, for the United States of America, for the American people, for liberty. And that needs to be said and never forgotten. That This is actually how things are forgotten, is when we don't allow people to express those things or people are told to have a woke version of how to express those things, which usually involves something derogatory or hateful or disgusting or despicable being said about the United States of America. So I want to make sure that this opportunity does not pass by without me saying that. i got to take a break, though. I want to shift gears after the break and talk about um, <laughs> this uh, this documentary made by Matt Walsh called, I think it's called What is a Woman? I think is what it's called. Play some sound bites. We'll talk about this throughout the remainder of the program. You're going to either be horrified or slightly entertained, maybe a combination of both from some of these things if you've not heard these already. Quick time out, though, my friends. Back in just a minute. My friends, so having a little bit of technical problems here. System is frozen up. Here we go. I think it's working again. Of course it did. Now here we go. Okay, so for the break, I alluded to the documentary that Matt Walsh, the Daily Wire, put together called What is a Woman? I believe is the actual name of this documentary. Um, which, of course, if we're having fights in culture about gender, gender identity, and all this sort of stuff, you would think if someone could say, I I am a woman, I am a man, we would at least be able to define what that is. See, when we make statements, when we use words, there there is a reason. Now, now, some, some again, um, some sophists don't want to admit this because... It. We talked yesterday about logical fallacies. The, having to be pinned down and define what something means, and then defend, defend the the logic, or in most cases here from the radical left, the anti logic of the things that you're saying becomes much. It just becomes uncomfortable, and so it's much easier to say, well. I'm going to define things. I'm, I'm not even going to define things. I'm going to play this game of, well, whether it be circular reasoning or, let me take your pick here, some sort of a game, straw man arguments, um, just creating anything besides following, dare I say, the science of, of logic. And so Matt Walsh, who's a, what, a podcaster and uh member of the the Daily Wire team, has gone out, and he's talked with all sorts of people. He's sitting here talking with a professor. Professor, I believe it, somewhere in Tennessee, I think. I don't have that information pulled up right in front of me. I'll have to get that after the break. But I want you to listen to this. 
He asked, this is a professor. This is an individual who is responsible for instructing young people in young adults in higher education. This is this is the supposedly the academic cream of the crop. This is someone who's supposed to have a very strong intellect, strong sense of logic, ability to pass along relevant information to the next generation, to students and so forth. <laughs> I want you to listen to this and ask yourself if any of that is even remotely true. This individual cannot even define, doesn't even attempt to define, really, what a woman is. Here it is. What exactly is a woman? Well, it's it, for me, it's it's actually a really simple answer, and that's a person who identifies as a woman. But what are they identifying as? As a woman. But, just, but what is that? As a woman. Do you know what a circular definition is? I do. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? It's sort of like what you're doing right now. Not sort of. A woman exactly. is, is a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, because you're seeking what we would call in my field of work an essentialist definition mm-hmm. of gender. I think it sounds like you would like me to give you a set of biological or cultural characteristics that are associated with one gender or the other. I'm not seeking any type of definition. I'm just seeking a definition. Yeah, and I gave you one. What no, exactly? No, you didn't. Right? I'm not seeking any any sort of definition. I'm just uh, I'm just seeking a definition. I'm not really trying to put any words in your mouth here, professor. I'm trying I'm trying to get an answer. What is a woman? A woman is a woman. Did you notice the technique here by the way? What's a what is a woman? A woman is someone who identifies as a woman. Okay, but what is what are they identifying as? A woman. Well, what is a woman? And then there's this incredulity like what how dare you ask me that question, you idiot. I'm I'm the learned professor here, a woman. Like, as, the, as though, how dare you ask me that? Well, tell us what it is, what she is. I'm not, I'm not allowed to say that. Is, is even a she a woman? Is that even consistent in today's way of thinking? And then, of course, he then backpedals and says, well, what you're trying to do is force me into giving you some sort of... um." criteria sort of a checklist of behaviors and so forth no i just want a definition it's a word we use words because they mean things you're gonna go out there and say someone is a woman fine that's nothing wrong with that but what do you mean when you say it well it's if someone identifies as a woman but what is a woman i still i feel like i'm in a seinfeld episode i feel like this should would be a wonderful seinfeld episode or this guy should be leading uh, an HR retreat with Michael Scott at the office or something because the, he is saying words and he's not saying anything he's not going to define what he means of it by anything and he's very offended in fact I don't I've not seen the documentary he may end up walking out he threatens to walk out I'll play that clip after the break but remember this is this is the the, the cream of the crop the creme de la creme right the academic learned professionals. These are the people who are getting paychecks for when we send (laughs) little Johnny and little Debbie to college. This is not all professors, but there's a lot of these lunatics out there. They can't even define, cannot even define woman. Reminds me, well, he may be looking for a job on the Supreme Court soon because Katanji Brown Jackson could not define woman as well. Quick time out, my friends, back in just a minute. 
back, my friends. So there's another clip from this documentary again. Um, what is a woman? Again, this is Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire. So, again, he's with this professor, and I said I was going to give you this professor's name. Hold on here. I um, I did this. Where did I put that? I may have to look at it as I'm playing this clip or even next segment. But, again, this professor is being questioned by... Matt Walsh, again, the most learned, the most leftist probably of all of the leftists, the radical leftists in this country, cannot define woman. And when pressed on things, when pressed from a perspective that says, what is the truth? Oh, he gets really upset about this. I want you to listen to this. I'm not even talking about social context. I'm just I'm just trying to start by getting to the truth, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm really uncomfortable with that really? language of, like, g- getting to the truth. Again, really? in social why, why life... Is that, why is that uncomfortable? Because that, it sounds actually deeply transphobic to me. Transphobic. Um, and, truth if you, transphobic. and if you keep probing, we're going to stop the interview. I, if I probe about what the truth is? You keep invoking the word truth, which is condescending and rude. I'm saying how to is, you... How is the word truth condescending and rude? Why don't you tell me what your truth is, and you're walking on... 30 seconds more of the nights before I get up. Oh, wow. What my truth? There we go. What's your truth? What's your truth? Oh, gosh. Talk about one of my big... that This may be my biggest pet peeve, by the way. Why don't you tell me what your truth is? There's truth, my friends. You have your experience. I have my experience. Um, You can say, I'm living the life I want to live. But to say it's my truth and your... That's... Your truth, that, I, I reject that notion. There is truth. That's why we call it the truth tour. It's not that we have everything figured out, my friends, but those things that we have had revealed to us, the things that we have discovered to be true, we better hang on to those for dear life and proclaim those and pass those on to the next generation. Otherwise, what we're experiencing here with things like gender, as Matt Walsh has unveiled here, what we're seeing other people, the positions they've taken with things like gender, things like whatever's next, are literally upside down, meaningless drivel in our world today. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. This professor's name is Doctor. That's right, Doctor, Ph.D. Oz is wanting to know what the doctorate is in. I think it's a Ph.D. in BS, if you ask me. (laughs) But... Ph.D. Dr. Patrick uh, Grzanka, G-R-A, or G-R-Z-A-N-K-A-N-K-A, I should say. There's an A on the end. Um, I'm not going to even bother with this stuff. But this is, again, professor, teaches at University of Tennessee, Peyton Manning, Tennessee, same, same school, crazy crazy stuff they can't it just completely unravels with one question i've got to go folks have a great day sdg see you tomorrow take care